boots on Won't shoot if you give me all the loot on Hit that boy, you know I shoot, I'm a villain Keep on working, you know I'm a super villain And hello and welcome everyone to another thrilling issue of Capes and Crooks As always, I am your dungeon master, or warden in this case Cape Joel and joining me are my deadbeats, my D20 degenerates, my good friends. It's Kurt, Josh, Naren, everyone. How are you guys doing, everyone? Hanging in there. Gassy. Yeah, doing our best. Yeah, I, I relate to that. Yeah, it's, it's a very gassy season. I agree. It mm. is. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all over 30 here, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to quote Mark Marin, there's not going to be any new growth that's good. So. <laughs> yeah, words words to live by. So, uh, yeah, we're back again here on the show. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who's been watching and listening and subscribing, both on YouTube, uh, Reddit, uh, all the different podcast apps there. You can find us on uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast. There's, like, there's a bunch of ones out there. I just kind of send them out to the ether and see what happens. But people do seem to be checking it out. Uh, thank you. All the people who did such wonderful fan artwork for the show that we're getting in. When I edit this later, I'll be sure to put those on screen. So thank you, everyone, who did that. That's always appreciated. And if you keep this up, uh, I promise that I'll keep showing it on the stream. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So with that, we can hop into our adventure proper uh, here. Ooh, just let me get all my papers out. You would think by now this late in I would know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> So then, as we open up with our newest adventure, it's been a few days since your last mission on the Toxon oil rig. You're all in good spirits, and thanks to the expert negotiating skills of Mr. Monk that will go down in legend, you guys barely got hurt at all on your last suicide mission. Holy shit. Just jip. Uh, yeah, I mean, they should just adjust that name from suicide mission to high risk mission. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Guys just Jedi mind tricked your way past that one. You also managed to make a new friend along the way in the form of Brian Teaser, the Brian in a jar, who, uh, thanks to you guys, no longer needs to slave away for corporate America thinking of the best way to dump toxic waste, create uh, low-carb soda pops, and brainwash people through their app screens. He's free now and will probably owe you a favor in the future. I'm going to need him to do all of that stuff again that he's free of, but for us. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, today in the secret sub-basement of the Dubois Penitentiary, Chief of Security Rhett Bannerman is being forced to set up your kettle corn machine, Paul, for tonight's movie night. You asked uh, Warden Walters to do that for you, and because uh, the Eastern Seaboard was not destroyed in your last mission, you got what you want. Naturally, they can't trust any of you guys with the tools, so Bannerman has to do it. It, and uh, he's not happy about it. He's uh, swearing under his breath. He's like, where's my fucking Allen key, bro? I need the Allen key for the goddamn kettle corn machine, bro. And does he remember the movie that I picked? Uh, there is actually a fresh new stack of DVDs uh, that Walters had given you guys. Uh, but, of course, because you are still prisoners and because she's still trying to assert dominance. Oh, oh, they're all Audrey Hepburn movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stupid asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, Ro Ro Roman Holiday, all those ones there. So. Golden Pond. Oh, yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted a super cut of every uh, film clip of a, a guard or a warden being beaten <laughs> to death by an inmate. But, you know, this is a great second prize. Like, second <laughs> choice. 
Mm. It's just the final like 15 minutes of Natural Born Killers, but like, <laughs> like over and over. over. On a loop with her face like superimposed on there, deep cut in there. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she didn't go that far. She uh, she still has some standards. Uh, now, Tectoid, it's a new day for you in prison, and you can actually roll to create a brand new uh, stim pack if you are so interested. You did one in the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. You you created a strength stim pack, but you never actually ended up using it. So uh, you could always keep a hold of it you could try and sell it somewhere maybe trade it for smokes or favors that's uh that's all up to you uh i'm gonna hold on to it okay uh yeah i think i'm i'm good thank you for reminding me i've got it there you go Yeah, i'm definitely gonna hold on to it okay you can also create a new one today too if you want in fact i should probably have had the table out in front of me god damn it you think i would remember how this shit would work this many uh episodes in yeah Improv, it's fun. Okay. Uh, it shows that we're, we're only human. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a... Let's try to create one. Okay, so yeah, you got to roll on a table once I figure out where the, where the table is, and then you will get some sort of uh, stim to help you out, uh, which can be healing. It can be all sorts of different stuff. Uh, where the hell's the thing? Okay, so it, uh, for those wondering at home, and this is where I can actually pull back the curtain... And reveal the you know crunchier numbery parts of it. Uh, Technoid is the artificer class in D and D is what he is. So his stims are actually experimental elixirs. So all right. Uh, so okay. So you roll a d six, and uh, of whichever number you roll, you get one of the random stims. Okay. Uh, ooh, what does one get? Okay, healing, actually. The user of the stim regains a number of hit points equal to 2d4 plus their intelligence modifier. So there you go. You actually got a first cool. aid stim you can add to your pack now. Alright. So yeah, you're just you're just lousy with drugs. You got a whole drug operation out of your cell now. How does this happen in every one of our campaigns? I know. It always comes back to drugs. <laughs> Return to drugs, you will. Uh, now, also, too, in the last episode, as we continue to work through old business, you had grabbed not one, but two burner phones off the modern-day pirates that you guys had dealt with. But I did not make you guys roll stealth to see if you kept those phones. So whoever uh, has each one of the phones, maybe someone has both, roll me stealth, and I'll see if they took them off you when you came back or if you were able to uh, keister it and keep it. I rolled a 17. Okay, you keep your burner phone. They were in my butthole. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Paul is walking funny, but he is now two burner phones richer that you can use in any way you see fit. So long as you don't get caught, I'll only make you roll stealth to make sure uh, none of the guards catch you with it. But yeah, you can trade it for stuff or you can keep them for whatever reasons by, you want. By any chance, are there any sanitizing cloths around just for future <laughs> reference? That uh, Put it in some rice. <laughs> Always in the rice. Yeah. Hey, I'm self-cleaning. Don't even worry about it. Don't even tr- it's actually cleaner than when I put it in. <laughs> <laughs> He's got telekinetic abilities, so in yeah. theory, he should be yeah. able to create like a protective casing around it. He, he, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm not dumb. Right? Just because there's snow on the roof doesn't mean there's not two phones in my, in my butt. <laughs> Paul literally can too if he could save you all from an explosion in episode one by creating a force field he could create one around a phone so there you go 
Hey. Trust him with your life. You trust him to not get fecal matter on your burner phone. At least trust me that much. <laughs> Don't need no pink eye outbreaks here in the secret sub-basement. All right, I'm oh, gonna... shit. Give them, like... That'd be an amazing plan of where we purposely, like, give all of our bosses, like Pink Eye, like, all the people above us, like, turn in the burner phone. Damn. We just, we just pass the phone to her, like, okay, it's your turn. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta keep all that right, one so here. I wanna cut open my pillow and hide my uh, burner cell phone in my pillow. All right, you do that. So long as it's in there, you get to roll with advantage whenever you want to use the phone. No. All right. Now, uh, you are still, once again, one member down. Uh, Enzo Splendini, your resident magic man, had got himself released from the prison hospital following his gunshot. You guys, I'm assuming, got him up to speed on everything that happened on the oil rig, yeah? Did we? I don't know. Yes. D- did you? I'm asking you guys. That's for you guys to decide. No, the fewer people know about our wheelings and dealings with this secret organization that popped up there at the end, the better. Also, Splendidi yeah. might be a mole. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, so he actually might be working for these people. It, also, I don't, also, I don't feel like explaining all this stuff next time our guest comes by. So that way it just brings up a lot of time. That'll be a huge surprise for him. There you go. I mean, hey, from a character standpoint, it makes sense. Splendini was in this group longer than you guys, and he survived his last team. So you don't know if you can trust him. That's, you know, a fair enough assumption from Mr. Monk in character. I don't trust anyone who isn't six feet under. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah, so he came back. You guys didn't tell him what went on in the oil rig, and unfortunately he's not with you today because Walters picked him up for another special mission, and that is because today just so happens to be the big inner prison picnic where the guards from the Dubois Penitentiary, the Carcosa Asylum, and the Steel Peaks Detention Center all get together to drink beer and eat hot dogs, and it was Walters' year to get into Entertainment and she waited too long, so now Splendini's doing close-up magic and blowing up uh, balloon animals for the children today. I am totally going to TK him on the next mission. There you go. That's 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 all there is to it. So yeah, the, you know, his career is on the upswing. Yeah. <laughs> Splendini. I, mean, I guess I feel bad for the people that have to watch his magic. I could have pulled two cell phones out. Of my <laughs> yes. that Who's the real magician? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. He, he made a powers. You could have pulled out someone else's butt. Damn right you could. Yeah, he made a big deal like he made a big deal like he didn't want to do it, but deep down you knew he was dying for a chance to perform and everything. He's like, oh no, don't make me, but he totally did it. <laughs> if I had never, if he had not been on the show yet, and I had never met this character. I would be picturing the Doctor Strange stand-in from Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Byron Orpheus, definitely. <laughs> now. Oh, this animal that was once a snake has now been pulled into a dog! God, I love Dr. Orpheus so much. like the guy from the SNL openings. <laughs> and a piece of toast. Man, Bobby Moynihan and Piece of Toast really don't like each other. They disagree politically. <laughs> Now, uh, we're still not done yet in uh, the prison stuff. Uh, Mr. Monk, you actually got some mail waiting for you today. Normally, the mail you get is magazines about nice suits and fine cigars, the finest tin salmon money can buy. But today, 
you got yourself a cake, a very special one, too, with the Syndicate of Sin logo on it, which, for any of you out there wondering, is a snake wrapping around an apple. Normally, they only send these cakes out uh, when someone's gotten married or died or some other special occasion, so it feels a little strange that they're sending this one to you now. You also think back to your meeting you had last episode with Agent Chad, the uh, leader of that detachment of slickers. Uh, He said he would be in touch, but he didn't say how he would be in touch. Like, bad touch? <laughs> yes. Yes. O- only. <laughs> you explain me what the good touch is in prison. I'm, I'm <laughs> real curious. Grease monkey in the background. That there is no good touch in prison, man. Grease monkey out. <laughs> Grease monkey. Oh, yeah. I, 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 li- <laughs> I listen to your conversation sometimes, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's our noob noob. Uh, Pretty much. Right. So, uh... Well, this was the least ominous and and most suspicious way they possibly could have sent this to me, so I was going to take one of my big claws, dig into the cake, and scrape it across like I'm opening up a letter. (laughs) All right. You you do that, and uh, it just seems like a regular cake at first. Do you do anything else with it? I'm going to split it in two like Solomon. Okay, as the cake meets the air, uh, some sort of strange chemical reaction takes place, and on the inside of the cake, you see a message begin to form. And uh, the message reads, Stay strong, the wheels are in motion, the original sinners are working on trying to liberate you without declaring war on secret president. Gather as much information as you can, it'll help us later on. Signed, AC. What would have happened if I had eaten that? You won't know. Dealing with the best crowd here. You will never know what will happen. It's like a telltale game. You'll have to come back and play it again. Remember <laughs> that. For real. So there you go. Um, uh, anyone else have any prison uh, business that they want to attend to at all? Anything at all before we move on to the actual mission portion? Can I go and talk to my lawyer again? Or is that only like a special once in a while? Uh, no, you can absolutely uh, talk to your lawyer. If, if you say you have a meeting with your lawyer, you have a meeting with your lawyer. I have a meeting with my lawyer. Okay, so last time you talked to Alan Allen of Alan Allen and Alan, but you said you didn't want to talk to the younger brother anymore, so they're sending you the older brother now, Alex Allen. Oh, oh Alex Allen, that's actually good. Yeah, there you are. Very alliterative. Stanley would be proud. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Bannerman leads you upstairs through the secret broom closet, uh, through the prison itself. Uh, do you do anything when you're just there in Gen Pop walking through? Uh, no, I just go through. All right, yeah, you see a lot of loser villains there, you know, villains who aren't nearly as cool as you guys. Again, if you, uh, if you want to pitch a villain to be seen in the prison there, you just got to donate to the show with at least $5, and your villain will magically appear here in the prison. <laughs> they will show up to die on an episode of this show. Hey. Pay $10 to bring them back. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no promises. <laughs> so, all right, you get ushered into the little waiting room there, and you see uh, Alex Allen waiting for you. He's a much older gentleman. He's kind of got salt and pepper 
uh, hair on each side of his temple there. He's got a really nice, uh, what is it, uh, kind of brown business suit there, yellow shirt and tie. And uh, unlike Alan Allen, you get the feeling that these guys are probably adopted because they don't look like they're, you know, blood related or anything. And the, you know. No, or even from the same decade. Yeah, there's like a weird, weird divide with all these guys. In fact, the. Uh, yeah, you know, he's got, got a bit of a thing going on. He's dropping his ass. He's got a bit of a Boston thing going on. Ah, Mr. Monk, glad to see you. Sit down. Uh, I, I'm going to be taking over your legal representation now from uh, Alan. I'm sorry about him before making kind of an ass of himself. You know, he's, he's, he's always been a weird one. I love him. He's family. But uh, what are you going to do, right? Bro, you hear that accent? You're going to be in jail forever. <laughs> <laughs> These are supervillain lawyers, so you know. The best you can get. The best. Thank you. I am the best money can buy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is is there anything in particular you'd like to talk to me about today? Uh, Any concerns moving forward? Uh, Your case against Supersonic is uh, continuing to be held up in litigation. You know how these super types are. They hate. what is it? They're actually getting in court. They hate actually showing themselves and you know giving their time to something that ain't kissing babies and putting out fires. Yeah, very suspicious of them. Uh, speaking of that, I was mentioning to your younger brother last time about an attempt to possibly reshape the story into a more honest tale that would cast me in the appropriate lighting and Super Sonic into the lighting of which you know someone in a strange costume who never likes to actually appear for court trials would mm. appear in. Ah, yes, of course. Uh, Alan told me all about this. Uh, Obviously, I'm sure uh, news travels slowly here in prison. They probably uh, don't give you access to social media or anything, but uh, you may be interested to know in the outside world right now, uh, many former love interests of Supersonic have come forward stating that, you know, he's fast in more way than one, if you know what I mean. There's many hilarious memes traveling around the internet right now making fun of him as a lover, and uh, yeah, this is is definitely going to affect people at the trial I tell you. you, you you're coming out looking really good on this one right now he's a, he's, he's a real joke right now Supersonic, he's quickly losing uh, credibility, uh, not only in the public eye but amongst other super people as well How hilarious would it be for a case to be decided based on how bad somebody is at sex? <laughs> like, for real, right? Like, He's not good at sex. Yeah, this is like, yeah, no, I'm actually starting to see the defendant side of this. If only. I lost the battle, but I won the war. <laughs> and that's what we do here at Allen, Allen, and Allen. You may not always win the fight, but we will win the war. Well, at least I'll have the moral victory. <laughs> hey, my man. <laughs> now, is there anything else I could do for you at all? Oh, it sounds like you're doing more than enough. <laughs> well, all right then. I'm glad we could sort this out. Is he the I'm only one with a lawyer? Uh, I mean, if you guys wanted lawyers, yeah, you could definitely have lawyers if you wanted. I'll save mine for next episode, but just know that I want my Allen to beat David Allen Greer. Ah, there you. <laughs> puts so soundboard ready. Puts yeah, note so I'm in. Working on that impression, that yeah. problematic impression. <laughs> Work on David Allen Greer impression? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Is is he on cameo, Dave Helen Greer? <laughs> just, repl- just replace that with get cancelled on Twitter. <laughs> 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 <Point>? Yeah. Uh? <laughs> Look, Joe, we just we just want you walking a tightrope every episode is what we want. <laughs> you know, he shouldn't have done it, but it was a spot on impression of David Helen <laughs> Greer, I've gotta say. Uh, oh, that's funny. That so impersonation of David Allen Greer. 
Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good shit. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to do hey, with your lord? over 35 out there. Enjoy that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, people People are just minimizing this and opening Wikipedia right now. Who? <laughs> Who the fuck is David Allen Q? <laughs> and why did they find it so funny? <laughs> oh, he's that guy in that Jamie Foxx show, Wikipedia. Who the fuck is Jamie Foxx? Yeah, what is the Jamie Foxx show? He had a show? I thought he was in movies. <laughs> David Allen Grill was never on the Jamie Foxx show. I mean, he He's might on have that new one. Oh, okay. Oh. He plays his dad despite being seven years older than him. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so on that note, Alex Allen bids you adieu. <laughs> someone aged poorly or someone aged well. I don't know which one. Tell me about yes. it. So yeah, Bannerman leads you back to your cell and eventually collects all of you. It takes you into the mission briefing room where uh, Warden uh, Walters is already waiting for you. You can see that she's in a very nice purple pantsuit combo today. She just got her hair and nails done, no doubt because she wants to look good in front of all of her other prison peers who are coming to visit for the big interim picnic today. <laughs> Uh, is she in casual wear, or is she, or is she still like business formal? Oh, she's still busy. She's a very business formal lady. You get the feeling she does not dress down unless like something very bad is happening in her life. I mean, it's a company picnic. Yes, it's a company picnic, That'd and be very bad in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I need to look damn good. Is what I need to do. Now, now, look, that's not here what we're talked about. Look, and everyone sit down. It's good to see you again, my lovely little deadbeats. How was movie night to your liking? Maybe if you keep doing good on these missions, you'll get to see one in the outside world. Of course, most of the big movies these days are about superheroes anyway, so maybe they're not your cup of tea and maybe you're not missing much. I mean, I, like I would have just listened to a word we're saying. Yeah, I just would have been happy. I don't need to see a movie on the outside. Just give me a movie in high definition. You gave me, like, standard definition VHS take. <laughs> and they were all... Give me a movie on the outside. I'll just take the outside. <laughs> <laughs> and all those VHSs were five for a dollar. <laughs> Gotta make every cent count in this super prison game. <laughs> now, before we begin, does anyone have any suggestions for the box? Any at all? Uh, move us to a regular prison and use the money you've saved to get a DVD player. Mm, I will take it out of consideration, but no promises. Also, oh look, here's one uh, from Grease Monkey, actually. He wants a cat tower for him to play on. You know, he asks me for this every month, and I'm just not going to do it because I know he's just going to get bored and played with the box, so, you know. Why do you even have the box? Exactly. See, Paul, you, you understand me. You understand my plight. All right, so to the mission proper, uh, she sets up another slideshow, as she often does, and you see images begin to take form on the screen. <clears throat> Over the last... Why are you still using a 1980s elementary school slide projector? You have technology. <laughs> it helps set the mood, damn it. This is what I was taught on, and I will not learn anything else. At this point, Walters actually starts looking at uh, you, Technoid. Then again, you're kind of a high-tech robot, man. I should be getting you to do this. Do you have, like, some sort of setting, maybe, for this? I only remember that you have to switch it to Channel 3 and try to do <laughs> it. Uh, oh, well, he's not going to be any help. Well, interestingly enough, technology is at the center of the mission I have for you this week. 
It seems that several of the world's largest tech companies have been robbed in the last few months. Normally the, really? <laughs> normally, the superhero community monitors these sorts of robberies to make sure no one is building a doomsday device or anything because, well, makes their jobs a lot harder. But these robberies are strange and well below their collective radars. It also helps that all of these companies that were robbed just so happen to either be run by supervillains or affiliated with supervillains who try and, well, kill superheroes every day. so you can understand why. So far, the mysterious thieves have stolen some high-tech glass from Dawnstar Dynamics, a space-age heating unit from the Toxon Corporation. You all remember them, right? And last week, an industrial-sized thermostat from Owens Corp. A guard was actually killed on that one during the robbery, so things are escalating, unfortunately. Somebody making, like, a a liquor distillery? Like Like a still? Well, according to our resident egghead, Dr. Titan, he seems to think all of these items together could be used to create some manner of incubator. And I think the last piece of the puzzle, we have reason to believe, is a giant humidity controller. And Mr. Monk, you're positively going to love this, because this experimental humidifier we're talking about just so happens to be housed at Lunar Labs in your old town of Cornerstone City. The scientists that helped make you, after all, well, they've been working on this prototype. I see. Weird to jump around like that. <laughs> multiple, multiple masteries of different sciences. <laughs> these, these Luna Lab guys—they're crazy, you know. They just—they they claim they're not oh, mad scientists. Not very good at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Your mission is to stake out the lab and catch those responsible. And for the love of God, do not pick a fight with Supersonic. You boys are tough, but he's a member of the Hero Coalition Inner Circle. (laughs) What what about Mr. Monk? He's the guy who put you in jail. Do you want to pick a fight with him? (laughs) I'm being very calm and reserved. Just (laughs) gracefully adjusting my cufflinks. Slowly roll down my sleeve. Not saying anything. (laughs) <laughs> well, all right oh, then. Okay. That's where that ended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with with the mood uh, thoroughly set, you're once again uh, led to the garage and into the big military osprey waiting for you. It's a six hour ride to Cornerstone City, Oregon, from uh, Saint Rouge, uh, Louisiana. Does uh, anyone have anything to do while they pass the time? I'm gonna listen to Umba by Bangkok. <laughs> six hours straight. Uh, normally, Bannerman would probably try and fight you for the radio for his oldie station, but honestly, he's just kind of grumbling under his breath right now. God damn, I can't believe I'm going to take you guys on your mission. going to miss the sack race and everything. I always win the sack race. Hey, 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 you get a paycheck, shut up. Thank you, bro. You see, oh, no, you're making fun of me. Okay, see, I thought you were actually on my side and offering me some sympathy, but I see you're much like my ex-wife and are battering me from the side when I am at my most vulnerable. Hey, Hey, look at you learning. You are alone. She is never coming back. (laughs) Just listen to your damn oom-bop again. You know what? You know what this song reminds me of? Couples that are still together and not divorced. <laughs> he, Bannerman gets really quiet, and you see him struggle to like push back a tear up into his eye as he has shown far too much weakness in front of you criminals. Hey, don't don't cry in front of us. Save that for your divorce settlement hearings. You're gonna need those tears. She's gonna take. Slowly them. sucks the tear back up, and then it comes out the other side. Yeah. 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 
Now, as you get closer to Cornerstone City, uh, for many of you, especially Technoid, this is an auspicious moment because this is your first time coming to an American super city. Basically, in this world, uh, super cities are places where entire economies and infrastructures are built around a single superhero. People live in these places mainly as part of, like, you know, status symbols and stuff, and knowing that they're going to be this much closer to these modern day super gods, and there's probably Probably a good chance that just by living here, you're going to get pulled into their adventures, get a chance to take pictures with them, and uh, maybe even be part of their exploits that make news not only all over the world, but even some cases on other planets. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. Now, um, yeah, Mr. Monk, you you would know a lot about this because you're from this city originally, and so this is a big deal for you to actually uh, get to come back. Uh, You had actually been on the rise here. Uh, because uh, not only are super cities like, you know, the places where all heroes want to eventually go to be the one hero in the one super city, every villain as part of the Syndicate of Sin, you know, is trying to jockey and fight and be a respected top earner so they can be like part of a top rogues gallery in one of these super cities. And you were doing really well, Mr. Monk. You were actually following in the footsteps of such cornerstone legends as the Ice Boxer. Uh, who's Captain Cold, who eventually went on to join, uh, what is it, the Syndicate of Sin Inner Circle and actually become uh, Agent Envy uh, of their Inner Circle. So, uh, yeah, you were doing pretty good until someone, uh, until out of nowhere, when it looked like you were about to consolidate your power, uh, out of nowhere, Supersonic kind of was able to get the drop on you and arrest you, and uh, it still kind of keeps you up at night wondering why. I have my theories. You do. You certainly do. Uh, 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 Alan Allen, for what it was worth, uh, he implied that maybe someone within your crew may have ratted you out, actually, is what he seeked to imply last week. Oh, I think that I know who would gain by me no longer being in the picture, like somebody who was afraid of me taking their record as greatest villain Mm -hmm. of this city. It could be. Who knows? Uh, Bannerman drops you off on the outskirts of town. There is a white van with tinted windows waiting for you, as well as a set of civilian clothes all in your size, which is easier for some than others. This will come in very handy. Thank you. Bannerman, if we don't make it back from this mission, just know that she never loved you. All right, fellas, let's get going. I'm going to... You shouldn't have let me know he was divorced. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab him in the chest with this all the time. As you jump from the Osprey, you can see the wheels desperately turning in Bannerman's mind, like he wants to have some sort of comeback, but the words just don't come out. It's like for uh, store called. Yeah. They're running out of you, literally. Just to add insult to injury, as I walk past him, I just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of a hell of a comeback while you guys are gone. I, I hope you die on this next mission. Hey, if you could find the words to like to say, she would have stayed. All right, let's go. Ooh, ooh, ooh you criminals! Say they've been laying to win the sack race this entire time. <laughs> he just screams, ah, and starts hitting his head on the console as you leave. <coughs> All right. Scream out, hey, low profile. <laughs> Mother <laughs> Now he's covering his mouth screaming at this point, but still screaming. Uh, all right, so you pile inside the van, and I'm assuming, uh, what is it, that Mr. Monk, knowing the city and doing all the other driving before, he's uh, the wheelman for this job? I assume so. All right, so, uh, yeah, you start driving. Uh, I- I'm assuming you're going to drive directly to Lunar Labs, right, unless there's anywhere else you'd like to go? 
no, fuck that. I'm going back to my old workplace. Okay. <laughs> so you completely go off course to your old workplace. Uh, you hear uh, Warden Walters come over your earpiece. You can hear that there's like a big party and picnic happening in the background. And she's like, hey, 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 I haven't even had a chance to get a drink yet. Why, why, why are you diverting from the course? You better have something good in mind. This better be part of the mission, Monk. I'm going to tell her that I have files about my origin there files that relate to people who were employed by this particular lab that will give us insight into who we need to con- contact there. Walters thinks for a minute. You hear her go silent. Alright. You guys haven't screwed me over too badly yet. I'm going to let you play this one out, but don't don't make a fuck of me, monk, or I swear to God I will turn all your hearts out while I eat my hot dog and drink my beer at this picnic. <laughs> I just slowly look over at them and mouth the words, me. <laughs> you completely cut out on the microphone. I didn't. I, yeah, exactly. I'm trying, to mouth, I'm trying to make out what you mouthed. Yeah, I just. Oh, sorry. She said, uh, "Don't you make a fuck of me." No, you. I got. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I look at them and like. Okay, I get it now. All right, so uh, describe your old uh, place of business, and uh, as you drive there to uh, the radio is on and you hear that uh, Supersonic actually missed a very important public appearance today for the launch of his brand new running shoe, the Air Sonics. Uh, admit the PR nightmare that he's following right now. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's working in your favor in case you wanted to know. Uh, I The building is Monk Enterprises. Nice. It is a giant tower that has two gorillas at the front, two giant statues of gorillas. Cool. The interior is painted to look like gold. It's not actually gold, but I'm incredibly tacky and have no taste. <laughs> so it looks gold, and then emblazoned across the entranceway is the term Return to Monk. <laughs> the title of the episode. As I walk in, I bid adieu to the receptionist, as if nothing had happened. Right. Yeah, like no one knows you were in prison. Again, you're a supervillain. Supervillains, you know, break in and out of jail all the time. So, yeah, no no one gives you a second look here. Then we get on the elevator, and underneath all the sets of buttons is a secret compartment in between it and the emergency phone in case you get stuck. Ooh. I peel it back. There's three other buttons down there. I hit the one furthest on the right for, for floor negative three. Hot damn. And we go down there, and it's my private weapon stash. Oh, shit. The monk cave. <laughs> All right. So what, what do we see there now that uh, you're, you're driving the boat now officially? What, uh, what, what do you pick up here in the secret uh, weapons locker? Well, this is one part a treasure trove in addition to being a weapons locker as it is also made up of high-tech weapons that I have stolen from other criminals over the years as they have felt that they have become too powerful within my city. I thought mm-hmm. like they were overstepping their boundary. So we have got stuff here from Reverse Sonic. We've got of the, course. the gag weapons from the Goofer. Ah, lovely. The uh, the rogues in this universe are called the Rivals, actually, and I have actually, uh, what is it, made them up in case you're wondering. I will let you take over from here because I'm forgetting Flash's rogues gallery. Uh, what is it? Uh, there's, of course... make up someone for the top, and I'm like, he had to have... Uh, well, of course, there's Burn Unit, uh, the fire guy. Uh, what is it? There's the Bagpiper, 
who everyone remembers as the Pied Piper Stanton. Uh, the, the Silver Skimmer, instead of the Golden Glider, she's, a, she's the sister of the Ice Boxer, uh, actually. Uh, what else did we have there? Oh, we have uh, Magic Wand, who is, uh, of course, the resident magic guy, and so on and so forth. <laughs> I actually look over and I see, like, an older version of a robotic arm I used to have, and I go, hey, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was, like, three people under me. I didn't, it took a while to get all the way back up to me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yep. The Technoid is just feeling defeated and realizing just how low he is on, like, the supervillain hierarchy, like, like maybe slowly starting to realize that Dead Beats is like kind of a promotion for him as far as like villainy is concerned. Oh, I, I just remembered my my last pastiche character too. It's not Captain oh. Boomerang, it's Buck Knife. <laughs> Thank you. That's the one you've come up with that doesn't sound like a joke, but actually legitimately sounds like the one you're parodying is the actual joke. I know, right? It's very Venture Brothers. I'm very happy with Buck Knife. <laughs> uh, oh god damn so yeah you got a whole locker here and again uh, uh, we'll figure out if you want to use that stuff later I will say that every one of these weapons corresponds to some manner of high level spell should you want to use that uh, I'm going to pick up the gun, an old prototype gun from Iceboxer and from Burn Unit there you go. Uh, I almost said heat miser, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I might get sued if I use that one. <laughs> uh, remember, the motto here is legally distinct. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so I take those, put them in my back pocket. Uh, I pass Technoid, a odd dumbbell-shaped item that used to belong to... Hold on, let me see if I can manifest something here. Let me see if I can pull something out of my butt. Um, <laughs> to the... Meteorologist. Done. That's the weather wizard stand in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the yeah. Meteorologist. Yeah, did I not think of a weather wizard? Uh, let me look and see, did I come up? Because, again, I... I came up with one, then use it instead, for God's sakes. Oh, uh, Stormcloud was his name. Better. The Drizzle. The Drizzler. <laughs> oh, you gotta fear that Drizzler, man. <laughs> Comes when you least expect it. <laughs> That drizzler giving me chills, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drizzler's always so inconvenient. <laughs> this is this is good too because these uh, what is it more elemental uh, guys actually do correspond to D and D spells, so That's I can. That's what I was thinking. Good, good, good job. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, all right. So yeah, I will say you now all have one use. Uh, what is it? Items of uh, high powered uh, elemental stuff. Should you want to use them? Wait. So what was it that you he handed me? Uh, Weather Wizard's wand. Yeah, there you go. I was way more invested in, like, the character you were going to come up with. I was like, yeah, keep going. (laughs) Keep going. We could do this all day. Uh, Uh, Yeah, let's see. What are some other villains from Flash's gallery? uh, I'll take that bag of big. (laughs) (laughs) That's been here for years. (laughs) It's still good. Yeah. It belonged to the, it belonged to whatever this world's standing for the turtle was. There you go. It makes everyone slow. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck it, take it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> there you go. You now have one uh, slowing yeah, beef jerky. Sure, I can't wait to see what you come with with that. <laughs> oh yeah, big league chew that makes you slower. I can use that. There, there is actually a D&D spell, slow, so there you go. <laughs> oh, it's, I know Final Fantasy, and I know what they ripped off. Absolutely. 
There is. So there you go. So you guys have kitted yourselves way the fuck up now with some real high-powered shit. So yeah, nothing n- nothing can fuck with you too bad now. <laughs> All, right. All right. Then I also walk over to the wall, type in another series of buttons, and a door opens up. I go, we've been building this tunnel for years now. It leads directly underneath that lab. Oh, shit. I've nice. been playing on blowing that place up from the beginning. <laughs> oh, shit. Lucky <laughs> you. Mr. don't forget. Goddamn. <laughs> no, he doesn't. All right. So. I, I was a gorilla that they turned into a bear and then gave the mind of a man. I'm incredibly fucked up and have many issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, I gave my life to destroy them. <laughs> All righty then. So, uh... You begin to make your way down this amazingly immaculate tunnel that no expenses were spared in the creation it's of this tunnel. A, it's just the Stonecutter's Tunnel from the Simpsons. It's literally that. <laughs> do, do you have a little minecart or do you walk? I imagine you have like a little minecart. Uh, it is like one of those things at the uh, at the um, uh, airport where. Oh yes. Like, where it's like yeah, you just stand there. But there's also the little lane where you can get, like, your luggage car and drive it down. Oh, so freaking cool. We were using to pull all the stuff that we were excavating out of there, but also that I could use to send explosives underneath for when this is all done. Amazing. All right, so you get on there. There's some really chill Muzak playing in the background. <laughs> and uh, little Spanish flea. A music star. He a bunch of, like, tacky art on the wall like the Atlanta airport. <laughs> In different poses. <laughs> Little Ted Turner like, fighting a bald eagle. We got we got that George Costanza in his underwear one. <laughs> It's a little. I'm only making myself more Trumpish, and I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm back from the ego. <laughs> you know, he's a villain. I am a villain, but not a monster. <laughs> well. Yeah, well. You know. The origin story sounded complex, monster-like. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're on... I have an origin story, so I'm already better. <laughs> <laughs> this this is his focus episode, so all right. So you're on this little airport track there for a good, like, 20, 25 minutes. As you get closer to where you know the lab is, you begin to hear a lot of very loud crunching and rumbling and glass breaking and the very ground under you begins to shift and shake and move as if there was some sort of earthquake but this doesn't feel like a regular earthquake this actually feels like something is coming out of the ground in front of you glass breaking yeah rumbling something's coming for us my god that's stone cold steve <laughs> give me a hell yeah <laughs> What would it be if he used one popped out of the ground? I'll take a stunner. I'll take it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm so bad for Joel. He had a voice planned for this character, but now it has to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is stone cold now, <laughs> moving forward. Uh, so you hear a voice very much like that in the distance, but it's not speaking English. It's speaking some sort of strange, unearthly language that you've never heard before. <laughs> and you hear screaming and shooting and all sorts of stuff uh, basically up above you it seems yeah, stone cold <laughs> it's so good absolutely he's just cracking beers all over the place that's why I'm just crushing them on his head yeah yep there you go the, the crowd's going wild 
Uh, but yeah, so you reach to where would normally be the opening for your little secret tunnel that you built inside Lunar Labs, but it appears that something has beaten you there. Some sort of large, two, in fact, large alien crawler crafts with uh, drills at the end have uh, poked through the actual ground, and it seems that uh, a bunch of creatures are rummaging through the offices upstairs. What are you going to do now? I over at Mr. Monk, and I'm like, this is definitely not a part of your crew, right? No, but I like their initiative. You guys are showing smoke. All right, so uh, what, what do you guys end up doing there? You hear a lot of moving around there, a lot of fighting and everything. Do you guys poke your heads out, or do you just wait for uh, the sounds to die down? I'm not one to get into, I'm not one for confrontations like that. I would much rather them kill each other for a minute, and then we walk out. Does <laughs> Technoid have any kind of, like, surveillance tech, like a little, like, webcam that we could just place up there? The uh, roll me a survival check, and I'll see if you can uh, hack the security cameras here remotely. R- roll with advantage, because, again, you are a computer man. Oh, okay, so 15 plus... What do we decide, my... Oh, you already rolled a 15? Well, that's enough to do it, then, without even okay, adding cool. anything. Okay, so yeah, you hack. You overclocked the shit out of that program. Sure did he. You uh, you hack the nearby security cameras in the room above you, and you can make out several inhuman figures, gross, pale, yellow-skinned, eel-like aliens with scavenged armor uh, loading a very large device in the back of one of their two waiting crawler vehicles. They're the largest one, the stone-cold one, is uh, there kind of directing traffic there. His armor is the most uh, high-tech, and he carries with him uh, a lot of scars. He definitely looks to be uh, the leader of this group, and uh, yeah, he continues to yell in alien language and uh, execute a bunch of the security guards. Would my character recognize them, like, say, if these characters originated within the lab itself? Uh, you, I mean, these are definitely guards who worked in and around the area, but, like, no one you knew directly. You do not see your creator uh, amongst all of these people who are being executed. Oh, no, I, I was saying the alien creatures. Is this, like, a Cadmus situation where it's like, oh, yeah, these guys were in the basement? Uh, oh, were these guys test subjects? Uh, roll a history or investigation. I've never rolled a history before. Uh, that is an 11. What is my history investigation thing? History is zero. <laughs> uh, investigation is zero. So I rolled an 11. Okay. You vaguely remember reading about these guys in the newspaper or seeing them on TV like five or six years back. You think these are one of the many alien races that tried to invade Earth only to get defeated by the heroes? All that alien shit. Yeah, that's basically that's basically how you're feeling. But you're like, yeah. yeah, I think I know these guys. These guys aren't new. These guys are old. And no, these guys were seemingly not experiments of Lunar Labs. All right, since uh, they aren't speaking English, can I talk to them psychically? You can certainly try. All right, so I want to try to... Uh, wait, will our position be given away if I try to connect with them psychically? They can't know where I am. Th- they haven't right? seen you yet. You guys are still underground, and they're still loading shit. So, yeah, roll me uh, roll me an Arcana with uh, right. advantage. All right. It's not like I'm going to get a... 20! 
20? Okay, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Their heads explode like scattered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too much! Too much! I just want to say ah! <laughs> uh, normally, Paul, reading the minds of alien creatures proves to be quite difficult uh, for you. You're a master of weaving through human and humanoid minds, but these things are on a completely different, like, evolutionary chart. But with an amazing role like that, you really buckled down, really concentrated, and you were able to get inside uh, these things' brains. Uh, you're not sure if you can talk with them because their language is so different. They are I'm dig around and figure out what their deal is, what they're there for. Yeah, absolutely, go for it. All right, so I wanna I wanna root around in their brain and figure. So do I roll again? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, roll again. <laughs> Actually, no, it don't, because you because you hit a twenty, okay. so you rolled so good. I'm gonna say their mind is an open book to you. So these because okay, that roll was a nineteen. Oh, that just as good. So these guys, you know, are called the Anglerites, is what they are. They're a warlike alien species from a dying ocean world somewhere a couple nebulas over. They had come to Earth to with a great fleet, a great armada, to try and invade and take over the world's oceans and uh, what is it, repopulate their race and everything uh solar king and the hero coalition totally kicked their asses killed most of them imprisoned uh the others in a <clears throat> what is it the specter realm uh where they dump all the supervillains and monsters they can't handle <clears throat> these guys have been waiting around kind of biding their time and everything and uh, all these things they've been stealing is because they're trying to build a, an egg incubator and that is because they actually managed to save a queen egg and their hope is is if that uh, they can hatch a queen they can probably get back on their feet and get back to uh, conquering earth at some point okay okay so xenomorph rules so. basically yeah. yeah all right is there mm, have i has technoid at any point had dealings with these people uh, Technoid, again, uh, Wolverine rules. His memories are a jumble, even to him a lot of the times. But gotcha. but no, you don't. You you certainly don't remember having any dealings with these guys. Okay. <laughs> By the end of the dec decade, Technoid is going to be on like 15 different teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> it's my power. <laughs> Sometimes power. multiple teams at once. <laughs> All right. Uh, so these are villains who the big JLA stand-in yeah. in our universe. Yep. Uh, Alright, I have an idea. Is Technoid able to send out distress signals, or are we being completely jammed from any kind of communication with the outside world because of like the stuff that they have given us in prison? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Walters has definitely been sure to put uh, things in place to make sure that you guys just couldn't call for help. So yeah, you're a little afraid to do that. Also, there's a good chance, too, that if any superhero showed up in big numbers, uh, the Deadbeat program might just kill you all completely to cover up the tracks that they've been doing this, because this is still highly illegal what they're getting you to do. <laughs> uh, speaking of highly illegal, don't I still have a butt phone? If you need to call somebody, I'm pretty sure I brought a butt phone. You, you do actually, you have, underworld, you have underworld contacts, so yeah, you could call someone from your underworld contact list, which is an ability you have. I have a whole list of underworld contacts in front of me. We only I got one take... call. Don't don't waste on Splendidi. Yeah. <laughs> seven seven to fourteen minutes, and I'll get this phone out to you. 
I will take the phone. All right. For some reason, it was a Pixel XL. It's huge. I can't <laughs> just pass it. So, uh, so Mr. Monk's phone there is filled with an absolute, you know, who's who all-star team of dirtbags, scumbags, and shitheads. So, uh, I guess uh, roll a dice, and I'll tell you which guy you end up calling. <laughs> I'm oh, hold on. I've got, over his uh, his shoulder, going like that guy would never team up with me. What the hell? <laughs> hold on. How do you have Ken Jennings in your phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. Well, sometimes you need. You're on. Who wants to win a million dollars? And you have to call for help. Uh, yeah. Hold on. I don't plan on calling any of my contacts though. Okay. You said that Super Sog was currently promoting like a drink thing. I a new shoe, but he didn't show up. But he didn't show up. Yeah, he didn't ah. show up. Yeah, because he's been in a big PR nightmare right now. He hasn't shown himself in public in a couple but days. He does have an agency. Uh, yeah. And the agency would have public contact in order for him to be able, in order for people to send him gigs. Assumedly so, yeah. I'm going to contact his agency. All right. You, uh, you call it up. It's uh, the Flashman Agency. Nicely done. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> That's that's something I thought of and pulled out of my butt in a minute. Yep. So yeah. What was the name of this lab that we're at? Uh, Lunar Labs. Yeah. All right. Hello there. I'm a representative for Lunar Labs. I would like you to know that our facility is currently under attack by an alien race that I believe Supersonic has had run-ins with before in the past. However, we want to keep this on the down low. But I can promise you this: if he can come here and take care of this himself then we will make him our official sponsor for the next five years. It will be a signed, straight-up contract in which we pay you for that five years up front. So no matter what happens with his public image, we will continue to support him through that time. The, uh, the li- only if he can appear here and take care of the mayor within the next hour. The lady. How high do I have to roll for the booster gold ego to kick in? I know, right? <laughs> the uh, the lady on the other end of the phone is like, uh, well, you know, uh, according to my paperwork, I, I I thought Mr. Supersonic already did have a deal with Lunar Labs. What with them being a local scientific outfit and everything, I, I could be wrong. You know, I am new on the job and everything, but. Oh, you might want to look on the internet and see what's trending right now. Oh. His contract is up for renewal, and I don't know if you've seen the number one meme going around. We've been laughing about it for days. But. Technoid is currently hacking more, Twitter to create the, uh, the trending. To control but we the might trending be channel. more open to the idea of renewing said contract if he can come here and handle this business. Again, he's had run ins with them before, so this shouldn't be too much of a Ro- problem. Roll a persuasion or an intimidation. Bad. What is fourteen plus? God damn it! Where is my sheet? Fourteen plus. Intimidation is three, so I'm going with that. Seventeen. Okay, so the lady on the other end of the phone gets a little exasperated. Look, I, I know it's bad. I know it's been really bad. It's been a, it's been an absolute nightmare over here. Damage controlling all over the place. I, I'm, I'm, go- I'm gonna be honest with you because I don't think I'm gonna have a job tomorrow. We don't know where Supersonic is. He didn't show up for his shoe thing, and we can't we can't reach him. Maybe he's on a bender. Maybe he went back in time or to another planet. We just don't know. We can't we can't find him, and he's not answering his goddamn phone. 
Those are two wildly different things. Maybe he's on a bender. Maybe he's back in time. <laughs> you never know with these superhero types, she says. I They're... really hope it's not both. <laughs> great. They're all in trouble. In the 1700s, I love it. We just don't know. Look, I'll, I'll make a note of it. I'll try and call him again. But goddammit, we're all so We're a super city without a super. You know what would happen if that news got out? I feel like she's making this all about her now. You know what? I'll tell you what. What's his sidekick up to? Ah, uh, Bolt. Uh, Don't or no, not Bolt. No, Swift. Sorry, Bolt actually is a character they introduced to DC recently. Ah, uh, Swift. You know, she's off. Uh, she's off with the Young Coalition and everything in another city. She's she's almost even more unreliable. They're thinking they're thinking of firing her and everything. It's a whole. It's a whole goddamn thing. I will try and ring her and see if she can get the memo. Because honestly, as as impulsive as she is, Badumtish, uh, she is less problematic at the moment than Super Speed. True so enough. It might be better if we go for the younger demographic. I mean, not a lot of people are into super science these days. But if she was the new face of our corporation and t- helping to take out a bunch of alien invaders that apparently her mentor is just too afraid to show up for. That might really help help boost her image. You know, you're right. You're definitely, you're right. We're going to, and at this point, the phone starts cutting out as more rumbling begins to occur in the room around you. The aliens look like they're finally done loading the humidity device, and their eyes end up catching yours as they, uh, what does it, start digging down deeper into the earth, and the big one starts directing traffic again with his henchmen, and he goes, which basically means, get him, boy. <laughs> all right, I fold up the phone, pass it back to you guys, and said, "All right, new plan. We stall here until the sidekick shows up. Then we kill the sidekick." <laughs> that works for me. I if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna put this phone away now. Then we're good. All right. All very clever ideas. Okay, shit, I actually gotta get my own dice out and everything. So yeah, roll for initiative. Oh, missed opportunity. Save it for the next one. There will be a next one. But butt dial is their own hero. All right, so. So are we so are we oh, doing roll this? For yeah, rolling for initiative. Okay. All right. Thirteen. I've actually been doing better as monk. Nice. Three. Uh, Three for Paul. Uh, what was that technoid? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, the Anglors. Uh, what is it? Rolled uh, sixteen, so they actually get to move first. And there's three of them. They're brandishing. Uh, what is it? Electrified spears and alien ray guns. Uh, they also don't have legs. They're kind of like, you know, moving around on little electric eel slime trails. So they're, you know, like really, really gross is what they are. <laughs> cool. Uh, the first one is going to uh, rear up to uh, you, uh, Mr. Monk, and he is going to charge you with his bolt spear. Does he get you? Ooh, that's going to be an 18. So, yeah, I think he gets you. <laughs> That is, yeah. Okay, and he ends up doing six, seven. Oh, he ends up doing seven damage to you with his bolt spear. He rams right into you. Okay. All right. Then uh, one with the ray gun is going to, uh, what is it, pull up and is going to try and shoot in your general direction, Paul. Does he end up getting you? That's going to be... 
Eight, nine, a ten doesn't hit you, so no, I'm guessing he misses with the ray gun blast. And uh, then the last one is actually going to try and spit slime in your uh, general direction, Technoid, is what it's going to do. Okay. All right, and that ends up being, goddammit, another eight, seriously? Eight, nine, ten, yeah, ten doesn't hit you, so the spit and the laser blast go wide is what they do, and uh, they miss you completely, and uh, it actually then becomes your turn, Technoid. Okay, uh, how many are we facing up right now? Uh, three. Uh, one with a ray gun, one with a spear, and one that's uh, spitting goo. And then, uh, uh, we've just got the two machines and the incubator, right? Uh, the, uh, oh, I probably should have mentioned, too, uh, the big guy, uh, the big general guy, because there were two crafts. He left his guys behind in their craft, and he uh, started digging deeper down into the earth with the humidifier. So he's okay. already in the process of trying to escape. Sweet. Um, I have not busted up the laser eye yet. You have not. Right, so I want to use the laser eye, and I want to target the one uh, with the gun. Okay. And I want to take the gun out. Ooh. Because I feel like that's like the one ranged weapon in this whole thing that could actually do us some damage. Ooh, smart, smart, smart. I'm going to say because that is like such a like a difficult shot is what mm -hmm. that one is. I'm going to say roll that with disadvantage if you want, but you can definitely do it, and if you get it, he uh, he will drop it. Okay. Ooh, 16. Okay, yeah, that that is enough, actually. You hit him right in his gooey little eel hand and end up knocking it from his hand entirely. And how much uh, damage does the laser eye do? One second, so it's 1d8 plus 1. Okay. You find a d8. Cool. So that's gonna be six plus one is a seven. Okay, hot damn. So yeah, you yeah. you burn his hand up really good. It is a like dark, crispy eel now, like something from a Japanese restaurant. Okay, now before the other two guys go, I want them to check their compartments, and I'm also checking my patch for my patches for uh, salt. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what is an el well? It's but you do have elements. I do know this facility. I do know where the kitchen is. Indeed, yeah. you do, Mister Monk. Indeed, you do. Also, too, I'm going to say for the purposes of this, uh, because you have elemental weapon, uh, Technoid, if you wanted to do salt damage, I would let you do salt damage. Oh, with, with the... Okay, cool. We're going to the next round. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, I'm a cool DM, and salt is an element somehow. <laughs> I'm a cool DM. He just sits around in his chair backwards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, gang, can I just rap so, with you for a minute? Sunglasses. Sorry to make up their own rules for this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're way past that one. So, actually, Monk, it's your turn now. What are you going to do? All right, so to refresh my memory, they have, like, two giant eggs there and a humidifier thing for them? Uh, no, the uh, the egg you didn't see with them, there were two crawlers that they were kind of riding around on. One crawler has the henchman in it that stayed behind. The other crawler had, like, the boss general guy. Uh, he left with it to dig deeper into the earth, and he just kind of left the henchman behind to uh, slow you down. Didn't you say there was, like, a humidifier thing, though? Uh, yes, that's what they came to steal. They loaded that in the uh, back while you were on the phone. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> you were um, on the phone. <laughs> I was doing things. I'm trying to kill a sidekick here. <laughs> I would love it if you were just on the phone this entire time. It's like, I'll hold. I'll hold. I'll hold if you get in contact with him. I'll, I'll hold while we wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so what do you want to do with your turn? You can do anything. I, I kind of liked your I know where the kitchen is. <laughs> Not bad. It's at 
considering where we are, there should be a kitchen about two floors above us. So I'm going to try and grab one of the aliens and punch them through the wall above us. Okay, hot damn. Yeah, do that two times in a row to make that happen. All right. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can do that. Uh, where's your sheet, Fred? What the hell am I rolling? Uh, th- th- that would be like a regular melee attack. So for you, that would be your bear claw, which would be a d20 plus six before we do any damage to it. Okay, well, that wasn't much at all. That was only a five, so plus six is 11. Uh, yeah, their armor class is tougher than that. These eels are slippery and are able to contort its body in just a way that it ends up dodging your attack. Yeah, I knew it would happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you tried, though. This is this is honestly the most violent Mr. Monk has been. <laughs> I have issues. Indeed, many. Uh, all right, and with that, uh, Paul, it's your turn now. Okay, I want to use, uh, see, I'll see if this is possible. You just stop me if it's not. That gun, uh, that they knocked away? Uh, yes. I want to use telekinetic movement and bring it to my hand. Now I'm the big man. Oh, now now I'm the big scary man. Fuck, that's such a cool idea. Yes, you do that. You now have a gun. (laughs) Yeah, now who's insecure and overcompensating? I have the gun. Uh, Who needs courage when you (laughs) have a gun? Uh, I'm going to say that's a whole turn of psychic movement, but that's so fucking cool. I almost want to give you another turn just because of it. (laughs) I, I have I have it now. All right, so what do I what I just roll for it? Uh, see if I can get the gun in my hand. Uh, no, you already have it because that's just I say you burn a psychic point. You have three psychic points to use now, so you just burn it and you do it. All right, well pulling the trigger don't require no psychic points, so I'm gonna start capping that ill. All right, uh, the one that was already damaged or one of the two that weren't. Uh, whoever, who's ever hurt and then close to dying, let's uh- just start. Knocking them out. Okay, I'm gonna say that that's gonna be a, a 1d8, or actually, no, I'm gonna say that's a 1d10 of damage is what that is, plus uh, plus like six. So uh, roll to see if you actually hit the shot. And again, uh, at, at roll roll a d20 and add two, and then I'll do the damage for you. All right, 19 plus two. Yeah. Oh yeah, that uh, that fucking hits. That hits right. really good, is what that does. So all right, how much? All right, and then on the d10, I got a six. Okay, so Okay, so yeah, you you fucking blow this guy away with his own ray gun is what you do and he he, he becomes ash. It's like a goddamn Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> he just fades into nothing. I've never felt this much power before. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> now people pushing me around better stay out of Paul's way. <laughs> Man, Paul got really powerful in this update. Please nerf. <laughs> now that he has a gun. Alright, it's uh, the other two anglers' turn now, and uh, the one with a spear is going to try and avenge its friend by uh, running at Paul with its spear, is what it's going to try and do, and that's going to be... That's 18 that it got on that one, so it will actually get to roll damage on this one, and that's going to be... four, five, six, seven. Seven again. Okay. Wait, wait, he, he got me... Since when does violence beget more violence? What's going on in this <laughs> What is going on in this supervillain life? All right. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequence of <laughs> my <violence>. actions. <laughs> All right. Uh, Spitty McGee is going to try and take his turn now, too, and he is once again going to try and uh, hawk a weird alien electric loogie at Technoid specifically. Does he hit him? Uh, 12, 13, 14. Does 14 hit you? 
Uh, I've got armor class of 16 plus 1. Okay, so once again, you are uh, y y your cool, sick-ass cyborg coating protects you from alien spit. Because <laughs> that's that's something I totally was planning on. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, working on my uh, my upgrades. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what it says on the tin. That's yeah. science. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. Uh, all right, uh, Technoi, that would mean it's your turn once more. Okay, so I'm going after Spitty McGee. Good job. It's just gross. Um, and I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good here. How about Arm Blade? There you go. That's a classic one. And uh, Arm Blade is, is, oh man, I don't want to use the thing yet. Yeah, I'm going I'm to save our assault idea for later. Okay. Uh, Arm Blade, and I'm going for uh, Speedy McGee. And once again, because I'm nostalgic, it's going to be formed into the shape of Optimus Prime's uh, axe hand. Sweet. Cool. Ooh, let's see. That's ooh, that's fifteen plus four is nineteen. Yeah, their armor class is actually low. They're again, they're the last remnants of an alien attack force, so all their shit is like patched together and old. So yeah, that definitely hits them. Okay, so one d six plus two. Yep. Ooh, that is three plus two is a five. Okay, so yeah, you uh, you stab him real good in the chest, and a weird uh, alien blood substance starts pumping out of this guy. Ugh. Yeah, real, real gross. Everything about the Anglars is gross. For the fan yeah, art community I, I out there. I'm picturing, like, the, the big angler eels that, like, yeah. in, like, YouTube videos that, like, crush a can with their jaw. Yep, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm going for. They're, uh, I'm imagining McKenzie this whole time. <laughs> oh, that's good, too. For, uh... For anyone who cares in the... So tired. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta steal me a humidifier. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's uh, interested in the behind-the-scenes, like, technical stuff of the game, they're just reskinned uh, young ties, is what they are. Okay. These sound better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And grosser. Anglar. Uh, Alright, so with that, uh, I do believe, yeah, it's uh, Mr. Monk's turn. Uh, I'm gonna go after the one that hasn't been attacked yet, and I'm gonna try and grab that thing again. Cool, cool. All right, uh, punch it through the wall or grab it? No, just try and, like, squeeze it with my bare hands. No pun intended. Okay, that's just a bear attack. Again, remember, uh, you, you're a barbarian, oh, so you... A two. Damn. So, yeah, you it's... You think you were going to get away with that pun, did you? you it's, no, I guess not. It's... You, you In all fairness, these things are slippery eel creatures, and I'm trying to grab them with my bare hands. Of course... The, of course, it's not going to work out. The, the combination of these things just being so slimy and the fact that, you know, a lot of emotions are coming back to Mr. Monk right now, returning to the place of his birth, essentially. You know, you're, you're dealing with a lot. No one can blame you. Yeah, this is basically your high school reunion. Yep. All right, Paul, it's you again. All right, I'm going to gun down the, the ill that he just tried to grab. All right, go for it. All right. Roll me a D20. Oof. Two. Hate it. All right, so the shot ends up going wide on that one. You also see, uh, what is it, the little energy capacitor on the side of it begin to tick down a little bit. It went from green to orange to red, which I think is implying that you have one shot left in this before it has to green be recharged. They set these guys up for failure. Gun that only fires three shots. <laughs> it's Mass Effect rules. It overheats after a while. <laughs> <laughs> They're just blasting cans for fun. <laughs> they didn't think it, they thought it would last forever. Bulls Island Womp Rats and their T 16s. <laughs> Alright, so uh, it's Spitty McGee's uh, turn again there. He's already kind to her, 
and uh, he is going to try and turn his attention towards Paul this time because he's like, oh no, that guy, you know, he could shoot us still, and I don't want to die like that. Put your attention over here, big yeah, man he, he over rec- here. He recognizes the big man now. Absolutely. Yeah, big man. Yeah. Talk to me in my pickup truck. <laughs> Out at the gas station parking lot at three in the morning, where everything good happens. Uh, on that lift thing, it's really high up from the ground. Uh, so he only rolls an eleven. So no, he uh, he doesn't hit you. His spit completely uh, goes wide and hits the wall. This made me invincible. Yeah. All right. So what about Spearman, Spearboy over here? He is uh, again going to try and uh, ram Mr. Monk with his spear, and that's an eight. So he ends up missing completely too. This is this is quickly turning against these guys. Uh, all right. So Technoid, your turn again. Okay. So the spit guy is just really grossing me out, and yeah. honestly, a little insulted at how much he sucks at his job. <laughs> Um, you said that they don't have legs. They're like little, like, eel things. Yep. And they're kind of like, some, but they're probably a little lower to the ground. A little bit, yeah. I'd say they're okay. like 5'9". Cool. My shocking grasp. Any chance I can just power that through my foot? Uh, I would say, yeah, that you could uh, direct that electricity to them if you wanted. I am going to wind up like Charlie Brown's finally going to kick the football. Oh, hot and damn. I'm going after... Uh, the the spit one the misfit <laughs> misfit I like it yeah and uh, I I would like to yeah I don't know how to use that as far as like a, as a weapon uh well again I think it's, it looks like a make a melee spell attack against the yes target. okay so make a regular melee attack which in your case would be oh I have your sheet in front of me somewhere uh for you it would be uh, a, a d twenty plus four to see if you hit and then you can do your special lightning damage. Nice. Oh, well, 12 plus 4, so that's going to be a 16? Yep, that hits. Okay, cool. And then, so I'm going to do 1d8 of lightning damage. Yeah. Um, here's my 8. So, oh, it's only 3. All right, so you you do that, you stomp the ground, uh, lightning shoots out all over the place there. To your, no pun intended, shock and surprise, using electricity against an electric eel was probably not a great idea as this one shrugs off most of the damage. Yes, it hurts it, but maybe only half as much as it probably should have. Okay, gotcha. I was afraid these were electric eels. Yeah. yeah. It's not coming, but still I wanted to give it a shot. It, it kind of chuckles at you an alien. Blah, 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 blah. And you said, um, you know, Wolverine rules. So it's like, well, you know, Lorcan's Wolverine right now. I want to I use a foot. Yeah, you had to, to <laughs> test it out, you know. You had you got to try things or you'll never know. Technoid, not that smart, but still trying to pretend to be scientific. <laughs> hey, it's important that you try. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, All right, Just Monk. Like Charlie Brown. It's, uh, it's, it's you now, Monk. Uh, I'm going to attempt to eat the one with the spear. Ooh, smart. Okay, go for it. Right. Oh. Finally a good roll. Come on, let's go. Not finally a good roll. Goddamn, nine. Nine. Again, you y- y- get him in your mouth a little bit, but I'm he just... another dice. Fuck this. But he just, he just tastes so horrible, he is once again able to completely wriggle out like the wriggly worm that he is. Oh, I'm now just picturing, like, one of the worms creature things from, uh, that James Gunn film. Oh, yeah, Slither. 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 Oh, yeah. Slither. Yeah. He's gonna roll five dice, whichever has the highest roll. On <laughs> that one the rest of the Not game. sending him to dice jail. All right, well, he does that, Paul. It's up to you. 
gun, don't fail me now. <laughs> Which is exactly the thought that anybody has when they have a gun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gun will solve this. Right, say, so, gun. <laughs> so, so, so who's still alive? Uh, there's this. There's the spitter guy who's been hurt the most, and Mr. Spear guy who's actually done the most damage to you guys. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the guy who's uh, uh, pretty hurt. I'm just gonna wait. No, I'm gonna go for the spear guy. Spear right. guy, take some of that damage down. Uh, let's see, eighteen. Eighteen. Oh yeah, that hits. All right, cool. And then uh, it's a D10, yes. Yes, D10. Uh, four. D10. Uh, okay. Uh, all together, or is that a D10 plus? Uh, what, what did I say you could add to that? Uh, four plus six. Uh, yeah. Or well, actually, it, it should be six plus four is what it should be. Ten. Ten either way. Okay. Ten. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna say yeah. This with the final shot. The final shot on this one kicks super hard, and uh, you end up toasting uh, that guy completely. So no more spearman. Yeah. Yeah, you like that? That was a double team for me and Mr. Monk. We call that the Paul Bear. Ah, oh, my Paul. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying season three of this show is just all wrestling, as I'm just going to say. <laughs> all right, so there's only a spitter guy left, and he's really starting to feel, uh, what is it, the... What is it? The pressure now that you've killed two of his friends, and he actually starts eyeing his escape craft there, the digger craft that uh, what is it is left behind, and he actually kind of slithers away and gets on top of this thing. He's gonna burn his whole turn and dash over there to try and get in and escape. He's on top right now. He's opened the like tank style hatch to it, and he's he's making a break for it right now. Is what he's doing. Can I put a protective shield over the over the entrance or anything? Uh. Like some kind of psychic shield? Uh, so it, you can't physically get inside the cockpit? You will burn uh, one of your last two uh, psychic points, but I will say yes. Burn it. Okay, there you go. Nobody, Boom. nobody leaves. You you do that, a green neon glowing orb, uh, what is it, fills the passageway, and the eel creature is just kind of banging on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dormak and Jalada at Tanagra. <laughs> Bana weep nitty bong, everybody. <laughs> All right, so uh, Technoid, your turn again. Okay, so he's what? Crap, that's, he's the last one, or do you have Spear Guy? Uh, 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 yeah, Spear Guy's dead. This is Spitter Guy who's trying to escape now. All right, so now he's on top of the uh, escape thingy. Yep. All right. Um, but he can't escape. Cool. I just, I mean, do I just climb up there and just robo? I'm sorry, but. Oh, you sure can. It's a Roboto. (laughs) Domo, domo. (laughs) Which I'm sorry that, like, I've decided just to be such a blunt object this whole fight, but, like, you know. Hey, that's fine. It's needed. It's all in the mind. Alright, come on. Let's finish this up. Fuck, no. That's a two. Alright, so, yeah, Uh, you... I'm gonna blame it on the shield. uh, I couldn't couldn't burn it all. The combination of the shield and the slime trail that this guy leaves behind makes it very uh, difficult to follow in his footsteps. Hey, okay. don't blame an old FX show on your failures. <laughs> <laughs> she did what it was supposed uh, to do. Uh, Vic all Mackey. Right. Uh, all right, then, Monk, your turn again. I was going to pick up a piece of debris and try and smash him with it. Uh, there's plenty of rocks and boulders all around you, so I'm going to say that that's going to be a throw attack, which for you... 
Ah, so yeah, your 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 rock hits the side of the craft and does nothing. Nice. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I kept it from getting away. You guys. <laughs> I'm glad we made the most out of this opportunity. But we're worth burning the last two uh, psychic points. Yeah, I'm totally worried. I got a nosebleed. You know how psychic stuff works. For real. Uh, all right, Paul, your turn again. What are you gonna do? Uh, so I have no more bullets in my wife, yes? No more bullets in your wife, unfortunately. Needs to be okay. recharged by some alien means of which you are uncertain. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to try to repower it by love. Like, <laughs> like, uh, but I am going to uh, use my psionic strike. Mm. Uh, it propels my weapon, so I'm going to just throw, use my cane as a big old lawn dart and try to jab him in the face with it. Good job. Alright, so let's see. 20. 20 gives me a 16. Uh, okay, Psychic Strike would also be a Psychic Attack, so you would have to burn your very last one, because basically Psychic stri- uh, Strike just hits. You don't even have to roll anything for it. Oh, man. That seems a lot. Alright, so then I'll just use a Psy Shot. Okay, Psy Shot, which is, which is somehow different, but is also yeah. a Psychic Attack. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Alright, All right. so yeah, you can totally do that. All right, so uh, I'll just re-roll for that. Yeah. Uh, 15? Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay, 15, D8 plus 2. Uh, 3. Uh, okay, yeah, the the psychic energy ripped through this guy's head as he had already had a lot of damage done to him anyway. He starts bleeding out of the orifices that you believe are his ears, but you can't be entirely certain because he is a weird, gross eel creature, and he just blah, falls dead on top of this thing. You look powerful. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't get fooled again. <laughs> uh, after the last creature falls, uh, you begin to hear a voice uh, from the top of the hole into the lab uh, that they drilled. Uh, for you, Mr. Monk, it's actually a familiar voice. For everyone else, uh, it's a completely new voice. It's an <coughs> older gentleman there, and he speaks down at the hole. Is it, is it over? Are those horrible creatures finally gone? Uh, Ringo? Who is it? (laughs) Uh, Dr. Emmanuel Burr, I I run this place. Yes, we are actually representatives who were sent over from the Flash, whatever that agency was that you just said earlier. The Flash agency, yeah. Yes, from the Flash agency. Uh, Supersonic could not come to save the day. We're the newest representatives who are here to help. When uh, when this guy hears your voice, he actually just you know throws caution to the wind and jumps down the hole. And he's like, "Coat, coat? No, I suppose you prefer Mister Monk now, don't you? Just yet another way you disappoint your father, Mister Monk." Dun dun dun. Now, when I say father, Doctor Emmanuel uh, Burr is basically the Emil Hamilton of this place, so he is essentially your creator. When you were just a regular like research monkey, you were this guy's research monkey, basically, and he has essentially acted like your disappointing father your whole life. In case people in the house say, "Yeah," in case you wanted to know their relationship. So, how long have you been back in town, Monk, and you didn't think to call? 
Oh, well, I was going to make this a surprise visit, and I thought saving your ass would totally count. Ah, yes, well, I guess but it's about... I'm sorry, I was interrupting your cowardice. Well, you know, they say discretion is the better part of valor, but I guess being a famous supervillain, you would not know that. I would offer you some coffee, but, uh, my lab is destroyed and all my employees are dead, and also my humidifier, my next great creation, has seemingly been stolen by murderous aliens. But, uh, good to see you, you know. Why wait till Christmas to have this out and uh, oh you brought friends too oh don't worry about the coffee i own the company that makes it mm, i thought it went down in quality Ooh, this is biting <laughs> so yeah you can like cut this tension with the knife so i suppose you would be wanting something if i was to ask you to bring back my device that i have slaved so hard to work on <laughs> Oh, no, I've got everything I want right here. And then I stab him in the stomach with my hand. God, son of a... You know what? I probably had that one coming. Ugh, real Frankenstein's monster situation we've got ourselves here. Wait, doctor, before you die, I just want you to know that your greatest invention was a humidifier. It was going so. to revolutionize farming, you dolts. Way more than $30 dollars at kill the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. It was better than my other idea. I thought we were all going to live as animorphs, animals turning into other animals. We wouldn't need cars or cities and everything, and look what I ended up creating. <laughs> You've never seen Zootopia? That, that doesn't go away. <laughs> Why is humidifier? You should have just gotten an elf, like a like air filter for all the dander you were going to create. Yeah, that's a lot of pet dander, man. Yeah. You <laughs> just have created nutrient-rich soil, you ass. <laughs> Where the hell were you guys 20 years ago? <laughs> Not creating a giant, dumb humidifier. Have you spent 20 years on that? I was in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So he's just sitting there bleeding out in the tunnel now. <laughs> Look, I tell you what. If you help me with my injuries, I could probably get that other alien craft online for you and you could chase after the one that stole the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. Technologically advanced android with us. Why yeah, would we need you to start this alien ship? Well, it's nice to know you're going to continue being difficult, but at least you were here on my deathbed. <laughs> what do I roll to give him the DX suck it sign right before <laughs> the light fades yeah. from his eyes? You could just do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I want to make sure, Mr. Monk, like, your your issue, your family issues are being resolved right now. Right? Like, you know, resolved. I thought I would feel better after this finally happened. <laughs> yeah. And I do. Oh, so, there we go. Yeah. So tell you what, hand me that weather wizard thing, the uh, weather dump. Oh, there you I'm go. Definitely handing. I'm so glad. Okay, yes, this is coming in handy. I'm handing it over to uh, Mr. Monk. All right, I'm going to set this to tornado, and I'm planting it right on his chest. <laughs> you got a couple minutes to get out of here now. Okay. The best part is our tracks are completely covered. Ooh, I was going to use dynamite to take this place out, but I mean, a tornado. Mwah. It's uh, it's at this point, too, uh, Walters comes back in over your comm. Okay, what did I miss, guys? I was at the pie-eating contest. There is good, good. Everything's going good. You, you got the humidifier back, right? You stopped the ones who were trying to steal it? Oh, we stopped the evil person. Aha, but you got it back. Our, our corporate masters really want it back. I thought she was looking for a humidor. You wanted a humidifier. Yeah, no, give us a second. Yes. Well, here's the problem with all that. You see... The weather, what's his name again? Uh, Dr. Burr. No, the weather the meteorologist? Guy. Oh, uh, Storm Cloud. Storm Cloud. Yeah. See, here's the thing. 
Stormcloud, unfortunately, he had a partner years ago. I don't know if you've been keeping track of this, but he has recently taken over the Stormcloud mantle, and he came to steal the humidifier. Now, we do have to go and get it back from him, but unfortunately, he set off a bomb, and there's no time to disassemble it. So, I'm afraid the entire facility is going to be lost, but we will be able to retrieve the humidifier. Just remember, take this out on the brand new Stormcloud in town. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I should make you roll for this, but this is such good comic book shit because there are two weather wizards. <laughs> of course there is. It's comic book dumb shit. And they were brothers, and it makes sense. Holy shit. So at this point, Walter's just like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, of course, the second Stormcloud. Everyone knows that. Actually, you know, uh, the uh, warden of... Uh, what, what did I say the fake prison was there? Uh, Steelview, yes, uh, he's here. I'll talk to him about it. We'll be sure that he'll get cold showers and ass wampings. Ass wampings. <laughs> oh, they're real good with ass wampings over there at Steel Heights, I tell ya. T- tell oh, Bannerman that his wife was his accomplice. She's already <laughs> moved on and found somebody new. Ah. report, that part will be left out. Ah, Karen, I never liked her. <laughs> Uh, just, just make sure you record his face when you tell him, please. <laughs> Always. <laughs> In fact, th- th- this picnic has been the best picnic ever because he didn't get drunk and make an ass of himself at the sack race. Everyone's having so much fun. Oh man, we broke him to the point where he can't drink anymore. That's the next <laughs> level of depression. Uh, well, be sure to get the humidifier back and bring who uh, and kill whoever was stealing it. Uh, that'd be great. All right. Uh, Technoid, uh, get started on getting that, uh, that vehicle up and running. Let's, let's give chase. Or is the whole place gone already? Uh, I will say for the sake of the story, uh, it's, it's been set to go off. It's like a dynamite string there, so you can get out of here before it ends up blowing. Okay. Yeah, get that, uh, jalopy running so we can get out of here before Twister happens. (laughs) An indoor Twister? At this time of day in this part of the country. <laughs> localized entirely in this secret lunar labs. Oh, you know that would have been the plot of Twister 2 if they made a sequel. The oh, Twister would Christ. Have been actively hunting them. <laughs> like <a> <laughs> Alright, you, uh, you pile into the second alien digger. Many of you being awed because this is the first time you've ever been this close to alien technology. I don't know your lies, Paul. You've been around for a long time. Maybe you've seen alien shit before this. I don't think about it too much. I ask Technoid to plug himself in and play my Dave Matthews playlist. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say uh, roll Arcana with advantage, plus you can add your proficiency to that because you're so good at tech, even alien tech. Okay, cool. Well, that's a 15. And then and then my Arcana is 4, so that's going to take me to 19. All right. So so you are able to hack this alien vehicle and your mind is just open to the secrets of the universe like never before. This is like, you know, uh, what is it, hooking up with a foreign exchange student. You're just learning so much by getting into this computer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. There are three comedians. Yeah. It's blowing your mind, man. Sorry. And uh, you're at unresolved story we'll never touch again. Badumtish. Uh, yeah, you're actually also able to basically uh, what is it? Access this thing's flight plan, and uh, with a simple hit of a button, you can basically tell this thing to hey head home, head to wherever uh, the alien general uh, took the humidifier. The weird thing is, is that the voice of the AI is actually like it sounds a lot like uh, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go where the aliens are? Ha! <laughs> then maybe we can catch a movie. 
<laughs> oh my god, I am sorry that I've aged myself so badly <laughs> in, in these adventures. Um, yeah, quit embarrassing yeah. us. We're all youths. Man. <laughs> Not like my in living color reference from before, yeah. <laughs> put put that one on the is board. Navigator deep dive pool? I don't think it is. But anyways. So yeah, you uh, you activate yeah. the alien machinery and uh, it begins to spring to life and start moving there and you follow the Anglerite leader uh, in whatever trail he left behind. You're in this thing for about, you know, 20, 30 minutes and eventually you manage to reach what seems to be an old abandoned subway system deep underground and untouched for God only knows how many years. Uh, The second you get here too, something very strange starts to happen. All of your hairs begin to start standing on end. It seems there's some sort of electricity or maybe even some sort of stranger uh, meta energy in the uh, in the air. Uh, this would be a mystery to Paul and Technoid, but to Mr. Monk, you're actually quite familiar with this sensation. Uh, all criminals in Cornerstone City are familiar with this sensation. This usually means that Supersonic is near. Good. Yeah. Go. Uh, it's also very, very dark in this subway tunnel, too. You get the feeling whatever these weird Anglar aliens are, they can probably see in the dark. <clears throat> okay. Okay. They have them captive down here. That, that's where he's run off have to. We, have we exited the, uh, the ship? You can if you want. You can do whatever you like. Okay. Uh, so, wait, is our hair standing on in when we enter? Like, we get that, like, feeling like he's near when we exit? Uh, you def- Yeah, you definitely get the feeling when you exit that he's somewhere so around here. Do people get that feeling when he's running or just from him, like, being around? J- just when he's around. Literally, his meta ability affects the general, like, air around you. There's actual electricity in it. Almost like there's a force around us. Yeah, a, a- sonic. I, I, I believe I call it mock energy for legal reasons. Uh, there we go. Yes, he's, he's well known for this mock energy that uh, many speedsters throughout the Capes and Crooks universe have access to. <laughs> um, does my built-in GPS work? Uh, like a foreign... I'm going to say even this far underground, yeah, none of this is on the map, though, because this is such an old-ass subway system. But, yeah, okay. you know northeast, southwest. You know basic okay. directions, but no uh, no landmarks. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying to figure out. It's also very dark. I'm assuming, uh, Mr. Monk, because you're an animal man, you can see in the dark just fine. And I'm going to say, Technoid, you can probably see in the dark, too, because who would build a robot that doesn't have, like, a built-in phone flashlight? Paul, Paul might need some help, though. I'm old. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I want to, like, like... Well, have him hop like, on my back, and I'll carry yeah. him. Aww. Oh, I like the Yoda situation. I like this. <laughs> I want the nanotech to, like, do something really cool, but really it just creates a giant flashlight up over one of my eyes. <laughs> I mean, that also works. There yeah. you go. So, uh... So with this, you can actually kind of start to get your bearings. And uh, again, the electricity in the air almost acts like a little bit of a compass because when you walk one way, it starts to fade. Then when you walk the other way, it gets a little stronger. Is this affecting our pacemakers at all? Uh, I mean, potentially it could now that you mention it. But uh, yeah, you're just going to have to fucking see how that goes. Yeah. Drop dead for no reason. I mean, I'm old. <laughs> all this, all this electricity in the air, and your important hard things, man. Next time they should just put bombs in the uh, bases of your necks, right? 
Yeah, that would be fine. I would love that. <laughs> Just an overlong heart pun, deadbeats. <laughs> All right. So I guess we follow the way that. Yeah, the we go towards the electricity. Yeah. Where it feels like Ruffs yeah. is about to start playing. <laughs> Monday but, but, but Warrior. But because Mr. Monk has got all the hair, mm. using him as like our uh, divining rod. I just like yeah. put my hand in one direction and see which one the hairs go up. When it faces. <laughs> it's yeah. it's really helpful. You know, you walk these dark, dust-covered tracks. Everything smells like mildew and moss and everything from years of neglect. And uh, eventually in the distance, you do start to hear the whirling of machines and everything there is what you start to hear and what looks to be uh, like some artificial light in the distance, like something is sparking. Do they have him on the Universal Peloton? <laughs> fuck, fuck me, that's better than what I wrote. Where were you, Josh, when I wrote this last night? Fuck, that's good. Universal Peloton. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know how great that's going to be in the whole legally distinct category because you're still dealing with some trademark issues. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, uh, Paul, being a Golden Age supervillain, he remembers when it was the original Supersonic, not this upstart Silver Age kid there, when he first made the Peloton device. They stole that from him, actually. Oh, yeah, no, I remember the original Supersonic. Chainsmoke, a horrible womanizer. Good guy, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah whatever happened to him disappeared into the mock field and was never seen again. <laughs> I mean, that's what we call cocaine. So, yeah, that's what happened to him. That, that superstar lifestyle went to his head. Yeah. Oh, the mock field will get you. Uh, so what do you guys do here? Do you sneak up? Do you rush on in? Uh, what do you do? Uh, I want to I wanna get a gander around. What are we dealing with? Is there any guards or is he just kind of locked into the uh, Peloton? Uh, so, yeah, you peek your head over there and you see an image that is unmistakable it is the hero supersonic he is encased in more of that weird alien goo and has several large thick otherworldly cords connected to his body that seems to actively be siphoning off the mock energy from him to you know feed this large incubator machine at the center of which you see a large purple alien egg okay uh we can we can phase through this goo, right? If I use, like, say, my psychic power to shoot an object through the goo, would it make it? Uh, yeah. Again, it's it's just goo. Your your you mind power. Your psychic powers like spread apart like a door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was going to uh, shoot my wad of big league chew that makes you slow into <laughs> this guy's mouth. Ooh, there you go. that's slow good. Slow down, disrupt the peloton. That's that's good. Also, too, I should mention Supersonic. He looks quite sick and haggard. It looks like they've been draining him basically the whole time he's been gone, so he does not look like he is in particularly good uh, fighting shape right now. One I mean, that other. makes it a little bit more hilarious. <laughs> right. These goo monsters got him. Uh, also, too, as you sit there and kind of think uh, about your plan, you realize that the big alien warlord you kind of lost track of, and uh, he kind of comes out of the shadows there, his gross, pale yellow skin, and he puts a long alien finger kind of on the brain stem of Supersonic, and like a puppet, you begin to hear his alien voice speak through Supersonic, like something out of friggin' what is it, Independence Day? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm ripping off. And uh, you hear his alien voice 
speaking through this hero, but in English words you can understand. I am General Zub, leader of the 52nd Angular Fleet. Our planet was dying, so we sought to conquer and enslave a new home. But Earth champions proved too mighty for us. Once this egg is done, we will be back to full strength. We will rise from the ashes. All you have to do is walk away, and maybe you will live to see another day. If you choose to fight, though, know that I will give you no quarter. Psionic strike through the egg. Nah, oh, and so oh shit. Uh... So you need this egg to hatch, right? In order for like a queen or something to come back? It is the hope of our people. Cool. I pull out the freeze gun, aim it at the egg, and shoot it. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, I will say you burn your ice storm spell and you do that, and yeah, you shoot the egg and you completely flash freeze this thing, and he goes, No! Only queen around here is Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat your bones! And uh, yeah, roll for initiative because this guy is fucking furious right now and ready to fight. 17. Why am I only rolling high when I do the initiative? Hot damn. Okay, uh, let me get all this in order. Sorry, what was that, Paul? That was... Uh, 19. Oh, wow, everyone's rolling really high. Okay, so yeah, that's... Uh, 15. 19 for Paul, 15 for Technoid, and Mr. Monk, that was... Uh, what again? 17. 17? I guess destroying this uh, queen egg gave you all great speed powers now. I thought he just flash froze it. Uh, is, he... it is it dead? I, oh, it's an egg. If you freeze an egg, it dies. There you okay. go. All right. I'm not an egg scientist. I'm, I'm a psychic. <laughs> Neither am I. All right. So, uh, what does General Zub get? Uh, General Zub only rolls an eight. All right. So, with all of that, uh, Technoid, you actually get to move first. And again, this dude looks beefy. This guy looks like a battle-hardened space warlord, which probably explains why he was able to survive the original defeat at the hands of the heroes. And uh, you have pissed him off beyond all negotiation, so... Believe it or not, I, I, at 15, I think I rolled lower than everybody else. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you actually did. Okay, it's my bad. Uh, Paul, you actually get to move no, first I mean, with 19. Usually, yeah. I mean, of course, I Thank you for checking me on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to. My gun's no good anymore, right? Yep, not charged. I, I was feeling, I was feeling less powerful. All right, so <laughs> let me, uh, throw, use the gun, uh, like throw the gun at him with psionic strike. Oh, hot damn! That's very cool. Uh, all right, so uh, psionic strike. I'm just getting it up here in my thing. Propel your weapon. Attack. You deal damage with it. You okay? So you're expending your last psychic point to do this. You deal force damage to the target equal to the number rolled plus your intelligence. So the number rolled in this. God, freaking psychic fighters have so much bullshit attached to them to read. Uh, so roll, roll a d20 and then add my intelligence. Uh, uh, no, it's roll a d6 is what you end up rolling. And your intelligence modifier, which for you is uh okay for this situation it's three so it's a d6 plus three is what you roll and you get to just hit him right away like no other bullshit it's all full damage to him so i got a nine nine okay so yeah you hit him in the head and he like grabs his like forehead and anger so yeah you 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 hurt him deep in his brain because he was already hurt deep in his soul good 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 absolutely uh all right then so after that move it actually then becomes uh mr monk's turn 
Uh, what are my powers again? Uh, you have so much. You're a barbarian, and you haven't actually raged once in the first three issues. Yeah, very how. He, oh, yeah, he, he really is the kingpin there where it's like, no, I don't get mad all the time, but when I do get mad, it's genuinely frightening. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so hold on. Is he still like connected to Supersock? Uh, no, uh, what is it? When uh, Paul did his brain blast thing, he took his finger off him, oh. so he's not speaking okay. through him anymore. All right, then. Uh, I'm actually going to attempt to wake Supersock up. Mm, hot damn. Okay. Uh, h- how are you going to do it? Are you going to try and rip him from the cores? Are you going to try and... Uh, what is it? How are you going to do it? Because he's gooed up and connected to cords. Oh, I see. Okay, so he's not got the thing in his back, but he's still connected to cords. Yes, the, that are oh, siphoning off his thing. Very matrixy. Very matrixy. I'm going to start yanking the cords out of him. Okay. I, uh, I, I will... That the shock of that, like, somebody... Waking up from a coma, the shock will just like spring him up. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I will say, if you want to spend your whole turn doing that, you can pull out all the cords because there's multiple ones. I'll pull out all the cords. Okay, there you go. He's still in the goo cocoon, but you have now pulled out all the cords, and he just like again, he does kind of jolt himself back, <laughs> like he's really freaked the fuck out and really sick and emaciated, but nothing is sapping his power anymore. So there you go. So he so he's only gonna get better from here after that one. And uh alright, so Technoi, now it actually is your turn. Okay. I think I know kinda of have an idea of what Monk is trying to do. But we actually haven't had like a shot on this guy yet. I uh, know, Paul hit him. Yeah, now that we're gun at him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right oh, dude, then he's so F, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm just gonna. Laser eye seems to be working really well for me. It's been doing good. I'm Go going, for it. I'm going laser eye again. And uh, it's just, is he holding a weapon or anything like that? Uh, he is holding two weapons now. Actually, he has an electric blade in one hand and a laser rifle in the other. Okay, and is there anything around him? Uh, as far as. Like, subway stuff, so, you know, there's, like, old, uh, what is it, seats from cars and everything, some, you know, wood and planks and everything that have fallen over. Uh, again, all the all the stolen machinery, all the, like, stolen tech and everything that they did to make this uh, big egg incubator. I guess I should have rolled, rolled an investigation instead of trying to pump you for information. Like, is, is the subway, like, it's old, it's rickety. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, I want to I want to use my laser eye and I want to target uh, the ceiling above them. Ooh, clever! All right, go for it. Yeah. And then that's going to be a twelve. Okay. Uh, plus three, it's going to take me to fifteen. Okay, fifteen. I'm going to say, on a fifteen, you fire your laser eye, all Kano style, up into the roof of this ancient subway and uh, you end up getting just lucky enough you dislodge a big giant piece of rusted piping that ends up falling on top of this guy from a great height and I'm going to say that does a d10 of damage is what I'm going to say that does so that's going to be that's 7 that's just 7 straight up damage is what that does to him falling on him sweet and uh, he's really pissed about it alright cool wouldn't expect him to be happy 
Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's hella pissed about that one. Uh, all right, so it actually is General Zub's turn now. And, uh, oh, he has so many boss abilities. You guys sidestepped the last boss fight. So now he's going to take it all out on you. Uh, so he does something that you haven't seen the other aliens do before, and that is he starts what is it basically glowing internally and for a second you can actually see like all of his weird fishy alien organs and he opens up his mouth and instead of uh what is it launching a bunch of spit like uh the other guy did during the other fight this guy ends up just spitting pure bolts of electricity at you in your general direction so <clears throat> everyone uh roll me constitution and uh, if you roll better than him, you don't get hit. If you do, you get hit. Got a 16. Hot damn. 18? Yeah, three. Well, guess what? None of it mattered because he rolled a natural 20. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So you're all going to get fucked up on this one is what you're going to do. So that's <laughs> one, five, uh, five, six. So that's nine. Nine plus nine, that's uh, how much? Eighteen. Eighteen. So he does eighteen electrical damage to the three of you with this huge giant attack. It's like he put all his rage into this one blast against you. But I hit him with a pipe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think I hit that uh, earlier round. Man, I'm feeling pretty woozy here, fellas. Again, everyone's kind of a glass can. Oh, but don't forget, uh, what is it, Technoid? You have a healing stim now. Yeah, I got one strength and one healing. So, uh, what's everyone's points at? I am at five. Five? Yeah, because I got hit for seven earlier. Yeah, he Uh, he took a bit of a beating in that other fight. And Paul is kind of a glass cannon. I'm at 13. Okay, and that's going to put me at 12. So I'm going to use the... Don't use it on me. I'm old. I've lived a good life. <laughs> I, was, well, I mean, I was more like, uh, he doesn't have any psychic points left, does he? He, he burned uh, through a lot of them in the other fights. Under a gun. Hold on. This is a healing power that you're trying to use? Yeah. He's he, on supersonic. Oh, fuck. See, this is what I keep thinking. He's, yeah, this is what I think he's going for. Then I'll do that. Yeah, I'm going to use it on Supersonic. Okay, when it becomes your turn again. So that was Zub's done. Uh, Paul, okay. your turn now. Uh, see, I am, I am at five health. Not feeling too good. Feeling like Matthew Lillard in <laughs> Scream when he got stabbed. <laughs> Feel a little woozy over here, man. What a reference. What a reference. I'll slash out him. All right, sounds good. A little slash out his way. Uh, 14 plus what? Plus 2? That Yeah, that just manages to hit his armor class there. He's actually wearing the good armor. The other guys were wearing shit, but because he's the leader, he's wearing the good one. Yeah, that, that just hit, manages to hit him. Okay, and uh, rolled an 8. Okay, so yeah, you you slash him. You actually get quite a bit of him, like in his uh, upper Ely uh, chest area. You actually cut him pretty damn deep, and he just snarls in your general direction. Yeah, take that, Torso. <laughs> he kind of is. All right, Technoid, it's your turn now. Okay, now I actually have two stims. I've got the, the strength one that I used from the last mission. I've got the health one. You do. So what would the strength one do? Uh, oh, I had all this written down. Basically, it makes you stronger and helps with every strength check that you do, is what okay, it does. So I'm going to use the health the health stim 
on, uh, yeah, I'm going to use it on our, our depleted uh, uh, quickie hero. Okay, you jab that into him real good, and suddenly he's not looking, uh, what is it? He's not looking as bad or emaciated as he was before. In fact, he's actually looking quite healthy and strong now, and the electricity in the air gets even kind of bigger and stronger now uh, than it was. More of your hair is standing on end as you feel uh, he, he's not as depleted anymore. He's actually, like, uh, coming back slowly but surely. Now run, Jerry. <laughs> basically <laughs> uh, yep that's a thing that could happen but uh, we'll have to wait to see uh, where that ends up going uh, oh man is, is he Jerry Allen one of the Allen Allen and Allen brothers <laughs> oh shit man that would have been smart uh, no he's Asian actually I should also probably describe uh, his costume to you there it's not like red and yellow like the traditional flash costume this guy actually looks like he's wearing a fighter jet essentially it's all silver and blue with grays and everything there uh, I like that you uh you, you remember hearing through the grapevine at some point that this dude was probably like some sort of rocket propulsion scientist before he got struck by some lightning or everything, and now he can literally go at mock speed and access the mock's uh, force and everything. Oh, yeah. mock force! I thought you meant mock as in like not real like fake. <laughs> hey, I thought I was like, wow, you're not even trying to like say you're ripping things off. Hey, man, it can mean both. <laughs> It could absolutely mean both, is what it is. <laughs> that's that's the beautiful thing about creating pastiches. So, all right, so next round, uh, he is going to actually uh, get to be in the fight, is what he's going to do, which is why I'm stalling for time and trying to find a stat block, because I didn't actually think you guys would get to this point. Uh, all righty then. So whose turn is it after that? Uh, it, I believe it's mine. Uh Yes, yes, it is, actually. It is your turn. Okay, I'm going to take the other gun that I took, the heat gun. I'm going to set to self-destruct and then shut and put the timer for three minutes and shove it into Supersonic's back pocket. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to say do a sleight of hand to make sure that he doesn't notice this. So you roll a stealth and I roll a stealth and we're going to see. Gigantic bear paws. He has a plus four to stealth, so he's pretty fucking good at it, actually. <laughs> it's weird. If, yeah, I have a plus four stealth. Stealth, if I have a plus four stealth, then that means I just rolled a 20. Okay, he only rolled... the best roll I've had all night. Absolutely, and really the perfect time to it. Uh, he only rolled a 15, so yeah, that uh, that totally works. You totally uh, sneak this uh, burn unit, uh, one of burn unit's special incendiary grenades into his back pocket. Is what you do, and uh, he has no idea that it's counting down three minutes to midnight. All right, and uh, with that, Technoid, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I actually want to use. Oh shoot! Let's see, I've got oil slick, but I don't want to use this yet. Wait, didn't Technoid go before me? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we're good. Yeah, he used the stim pack. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, I, I let him do that because it was fun character stuff. Okay, so, uh, yeah, see, see, I'm a good DM. I know what I'm doing. Don't, you know, tell Brandon Lee Mulligan on me. <laughs> uh, all right, then. So it's actually General Zub's turn now, and he is getting really pissed right now as basically everything that he was hoping to do has completely fallen down around his ears, and he, he's so mad he doesn't even know who he should attack next. Uh, in fact, uh, he is going to do something. He is going to use a skill called Constrict. 
So he is going to get even grosser and even more Ely and extend his body, and he is going to try and grapple uh, Technoid over there, who may have just changed the entire uh, feel of the fight with that well-timed stim pack, is what he's going to do. So uh, I'm going to roll a grapple, and you're going to have to roll uh, a DC uh, save to see if you can get out of it. Wait, against uh, Technoid? Uh, yeah, it's a dexterity. Sorry, again, I got all the short oh, forms written oh, down. Okay. Yes, you got to roll a DC Comics check to see if you can get out of it. Okay, hold on. I seriously thought that that was like a uh, Freudian slip. <laughs> it, I rolled a Final Crisis. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, so none of this matters then. We get yeah. to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly what it's going for. I'm just gonna tell this same story again in a couple of years. <laughs> all right. So uh, my saving throws is fuck. Are you kidding me? Uh, 13, and the one that I don't have at any pumpers in is my dexterity. Don't feel bad, because he got a 3 after all of that, so he, he Ooh, okay. he's still recovering from that electric discharge from before. He's still recovering from that, so, you know, he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have much to give in this battle, unfortunately. Okay. Alright, so that's, uh, his turn done, and a new turn, uh, cycle starts over, and now... Uh, what is it? Supersonic is in the fight now, officially. Uh, and I'm gonna say that Astro's he Rose logo pops up. Yeah, <laughs> Supersonic has joined the battle. Especially now, too. I'm gonna say that uh, Paul got a 19. I'm gonna say he gets a 20 in initiative because he is a super speedster. So he has boss bullshit to always move first in every new initiative line. And uh, and uh, Supersonic is a monk, in case you're wondering, because they're the fastest class in D and D in general. And he is so pissed right now because of everything that's been happening in his personal life and the fact that this alien kidnapped him and he missed his shoe opening and everything, and he is going to unload on uh, General Zub as best he can, and uh, he ends up hitting with his first attack there, which is going to be a just super mock punch, which is a D8 plus 1, so that's 6 is what that ends up doing to him. But he's not done yet because he is also going to burn through a bunch of his special speed points, which are just key points, and he is going to do a bunch more damage to him in a row is what he's going to end up doing. So that's going to be a 7, a 5, and a 6. So he just, in a you know, flash of bright blue light, uh, blue light, he just absolutely knocks the ever-loving shit out of this dude. He's running up the tunnel, running back down, you know, just speed-bagging the shit out of this alien eel dude, and, uh, yeah, basically just trying to get his win back as best as humanly possible. Also, too, uh, in game time, a minute has now ticked down from that bomb in his back pocket that he doesn't know is there. (laughs) And, uh, with that, Paul, it's your turn again. Can we... It seems like he has this. Can we just walk away and uh, let them blow up? Uh, you can get the humidifier. Oh, yeah, the humidifier. Mm. I mean, we could use our turns lifting it and carrying it out. You could do that. <laughs> You, you, I use my turn to pivot. That, that's an option. You gotta wedge it. <laughs> that's definitely an option. You can also, like, ask Walters, because she's listening, but she can't see you right now, so she doesn't actually know what the situation is entailing right now. All right. Paul to Walters. Paul to Walters, come in. This is Walters. What's going on? All right. So are, are there still hot dogs left 
like I was book. literally about to make a, a joke about saving food. Yeah, did you just make me a plate real quick before uh, everything's gone? I tell you what, how good's the mission going, and I will make you all a plate when you get uh, back. Counteroffer, what style of lays do you have left? Oh, we got them all dressed lays from Canada, the special ones that only came out this month. Had to pull some real strings to get those. I getting the shit choked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the eel guy is constricting him now and is shooting him in the face with his laser rifle. <laughs> it's getting, it's a real massacre over there. Why was there pie? All right, hey, so here, here, here's the deal. Uh, uh, Speedy Boy is out here. He's battling the big old eel monster. You know how it is. Uh, being from another planet, wants to restart his race, yada, yada, yada. I know yeah. we haven't been keeping you in the loop. Uh, but Standard Tuesday and now uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon or whatever his name <laughs> is up here fighting, fighting him. So we're, we're going to grab the humidifier, and we're about to just, you know, jet. As, uh, as Walters thinks about this for a second, the humidifier is going to be quite heavy, but now that we know no one's building a doomsday device with it, eh, perhaps we don't have to get it all back in time. I tell you what, bring me the egg. Bring you the egg? I want the egg. It's frozen okay? Do you, do you like your eggs frozen? That's fine. It'll get me a tighty, tighty price on the black market, I'm sure, even in the form that it is. Weirdos love collecting alien shit, and I would love a new addition to my bathroom. Hey, lady, keep race out of it. I don't care what market you sell it on. We're gonna bring it to it. <laughs> I'm just gonna use it for brunch tomorrow. We all know it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say that to Walters, and she's like, he he, he knows I'm I'm supposed to, I, I'm representative, you know what, whatever. Just get me the egg and get the hell out of there. The fact, the fact that Supersonic is not after you is an absolute miracle. Get out of there while the getting is good. Oh, this is cool. as good as it gets. Let's All right, so, out of here. Uh, here's the good news. I'm pretty sure I've got, like, robo-arms. You do. Yes. I have um, no idea why, but when you said that, I just pictured Charlie from It's Always Saying. <laughs> Guys, I'm pretty sure I got robot arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a hydraulic arm, guys. I can, uh, it, it, how much does the uh, egg weigh? Uh, I would say that it's, you know, it's about the size, what is it, of like a small, of like a small television set, like a small tube television, basically, is what it oh, is. You oh, certainly can. Uh, in fact, I will say, uh, the person who wants to carry it, roll me a strength with advantage because everyone is distracted right now. And for those who want to run and not be uh, noticed, roll me a stealth and I will correlate all of these together. I got a, Wait, do we I still got have to get the humidifier? Part, uh, no, uh, Walters is like, screw the humidifier, get me the egg. Just okay. the egg. Okay. Yeah, she's a... Uh, I mean, nice. Me grabbing the egg. Go for it. If I can right. use you as like a jack, <laughs> like a little handle pops out of your back that I can crank. Yeah. All right. You know it's a small TV. Small television. Um, so 17 plus my strength is an 18. Okay, yeah, you hoist this egg over your head with one arm. <laughs> I've got an egg. You yeah, like, I like how it's like to not be seen, but you're hoisting this egg. <laughs> hey, Willie, catch the football. <laughs> uh, so, so far, Zub and Supersonic don't see you, and I will say that another minute has passed while you're doing this, so now there's one minute left before that uh, burn unit firebomb explodes. So what are you guys doing now? I'm now running with the egg with my arm extended, kind of like... In the same way that Stiltman probably always looked ridiculous. Nice. They're always trying to find ways to make him a more interesting character. All right. I'm, I'm that idiot add, running with the egg. I'm going to ask Paul to give me the big league, too. 
uh, Paul gives him like enough for Paul to still have like a pinch for the yeah, plane ride home. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle this like they're grass seeds all oh. along the exit here. Oh, that's so, so fucking no clever. Way for his speed to let him escape. Oh my god, that's so fucking clever. You do that. You're like Johnny Jerky Seed over here, just leaving a trail behind you as you all run as fast as your supervillain feet can carry you back to the crawler as time ticks down. Tick, tick, tick. I'm gonna use the oil slick to do the exact same thing, but the, the big league chews way cooler. There's there's <laughs> laser blasts going everywhere. There's bolts of electricity. The machinery is cracking. The tunnel is already coming down just from these two guys fighting each other. And just as you get inside the crawler, and just as soon as you start shooting your way back up the tunnel, the entire like way behind you is engulfed in massive uh what is it red, green, blue flame that you've never seen before, and you just hear screams in alien and screams in human and just oh you just narrowly managed to make it out it's so fucking cool oh my god is my dave matthews playlist still going oh naturally is it the see see i assumed you would want like some aerosmith for that one and i don't want to miss a thing <laughs> I, want, I want joyride by the dave matthews fans no hits only deep cuts oh yeah Oh yeah, so there you go. You managed to escape all of that, and you are back, back in uh, Cornerstone City. There, you are back in Lunar Labs. There, one egg richer, and uh, Walters again uh, comes in over your com. Well, gentlemen, well, Lunar Labs isn't there anymore. A tornado. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, in the crater that was once Lunar Labs is a bunch of looky loos, and uh, what is it? General uh, people start digging uh, through the wreckage around you in hopes of trying to find something that they can steal and sell on the black market themselves, and you just pop your heads out of there and scare the shit out of everybody. Ah, oh, there's a lot of copper in here, you guys. I saw this building, it was full of copper, so, you know, have at that. Yeah, copper, do what the man in the hat said. Steal the <laughs> copper. And, uh, yeah, the police and first responders are so busy tending to those people, they just let the three supervillains walk free back to their white panelist van. And, uh, Walters comes in over your comms. Well, gentlemen, this seemed like a good day for all of us. It seems like we all won some prizes. How did it feel returning home, Mr. Monk? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Oh, uh, they say you can never go home again. Because mm. it was destroyed by a tornado. Mm. Yes, yes, I do remember that. I'm from Kansas originally. We have that phrase a lot where I'm from. Terrible about Supersonic, though. It's terrible that his former sidekick was only able to show up and then just turn on him right there in the middle of the battle. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, so gnar. For, for legal purposes, if anyone asks, we didn't do anything. It was the alien that did it. No, it was the sidekick. Oh. Whatever face was. Uh, oh, that was uh, Swift. Blitzen, Swift. Yeah, Swift. Bannerman know, unlike his wife, we're coming home. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you hear the helicopter blades of the Osprey above you, and it's like, I'm never going to fucking let you guys live this down. You're getting the goddamn Osprey, and let's go home. Uh, I bet you miss saying that, huh? To somebody that cares about you, that you care about. Let's go home, Bannerman. <laughs> <laughs> and... Cry. And he cries the whole six-hour way home, and scene, 
there you go, everyone. There's another installment of Capes and Crooks for everyone. Another glorious adventure for the Deadbeat program as they come out victorious. One more sticking it to the man. Oh, that was a close one. Boy, boy, was it. And man, great, great thinking from everyone that on this almost one. Almost didn't get stuck to. For real, almost. <laughs> so again, thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, we hope you had as much fun as we did. Uh, be sure to support the show any way you can, either by becoming a patron. I put the episode up there first before anywhere else. Uh, we usually play it live on Thursday. Be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. We usually try and let everyone know when we are going to be playing. Thank you to the fan art community. Thank you, uh, what is it, Tetenshi, our artist, again, for all the great stuff here. And we're going to hopefully be back again maybe sooner rather than later because I actually am, like, writing these back-to-back now in weird ways. So be, sh- be-, be sure to check out that, everyone. And maybe we'll get Scott back for the next one, too, schedule permitting. So thank you, everyone. And I'm going to call this one right here. Bye-bye. <laughs>